Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. If you've tuned into a couple of episodes, you know I like to do a balance of episodes that help you in your job and episodes that help you in your home life. This is my favorite thing to talk about when we're talking about home life. We're talking about routines, specifically barriers to routines. So I am a routine-loving girl. I'm a huge advocate for how much they help me stay organized, feel less stress and anxiety, be more productive, and overall, just be a lot happier. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but routines have changed my life. In fact, the way they help me is so significant that when I fall off track with a routine, my husband can usually figure it out and mentions it to me. That's how foundational they are, and I still struggle. I know this is common for a lot of people. Some people can't even start their routines. Some people don't know what to put in a routine. I'm not saying routines are crucial for every single person, but if you're someone that wants a routine and can't follow through, that's why I made this podcast. We're going to look at the three biggest reasons why people cannot follow through with a routine and talk about ways that you can try and combat that. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you guys that social media is a highlight reel. So even when you come to my account, you're going to see the very best videos that don't necessarily meet your own expectations. Always keep that in mind. The goal of the routine is not to be like other people. It's to help you in your own life. So in full disclosure, I do have a two-hour morning routine that we'll talk about in the next episode, but if two hours is not helpful to you, don't strive for that. Now that we have that out of the way, we'll dive into the topic of time because this is a really big issue. People just can't find the time to do their routine, and I get it. You're working full-time. You have kids. You might be in grad school. You might have hobbies. You might just be permanently exhausted. You see people like me on social media doing these luxurious routines and you're wondering how the heck we even made it out of bed let alone found the time to do that I'm not going to give you the cheesy like if you had the inner power you could do it too no because a two-hour routine in the morning is not realistic for everybody so let's talk about actual sustainable suggestions if time is an issue the first one try and build yourself up so If you are someone that doesn't have a morning routine at all and you dive right into following my 90-minute routine, it's probably not sustainable. Even if you do get up and do it for three days, that's not the same as doing it for three weeks or three months. We want to start slow and build it up. Here's an example. I adopted a dog in 2015. His name is Buster and he's a very good boy. And for the first couple of years, I did not take him on a walk in the morning at all. I pretty much opened up the door and told him to go potty. A couple years ago, I decided to start taking him on morning walks, but I was very inconsistent. I would do an hour-long walk one day. The next day, only have time for a five-minute walk. He didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to allot time. So I decided I need to choose the time of day. We walk at the same time every day, and we walk for the same amount of time every day. This would help him know the expectation It'd be easier for me to account for it in my daily schedule, maybe better for both of us. So although we could walk for large amounts of time, we started with a seven-minute walk. We did that for about three weeks, and once we were consistent, 
We bumped it up to a 10-minute walk. We kept bumping it up to now where we do a 30-minute walk every day. And if I had told myself I had to walk for 30 minutes every morning starting from nowhere, there's no way I would have been able to keep up with it. And then my dog would have no idea when he was going to go on a walk. I slowly built that walk time up. It's six months later, and we have a stable and consistent routine that we both really enjoy. The second tip is going to be a let's go list and a oh no list. You might be someone who wakes up an hour before your alarm one day, but then you hit snooze four times in a row the next day. If that sounds like you, give this strategy a try. Make your ideal list of everything you want to do in your routine. Maybe it is a morning routine that involves going to the gym, walking the dog, making a homemade breakfast, meditating, and writing a journal and setting your intentions for the night. And maybe that is your perfect morning and some days you have time to do it. We're going to call that let's go because you wake up and you're ready to conquer the whole thing. But also have a backup plan of what you're going to do when you oversleep. That's when your oh no list is going to kick into effect. Like oh no, you woke up late, but we can still get some things done. Maybe you say, you know what, I don't really need to meditate or journal, but I need to work out and I don't have time to go to the gym. But there's a 10 minute workout I could do at home. And maybe I like to do my full face of makeup every day, but I really can get away with just doing a tinted moisturizer with FBF and mascara. And maybe I do want to take my dog on a 25 minute walk, but I make sure he knows to go to the bathroom in the first five minutes, just so if I have to cut it short, he'll be fine as well. You're going to strive to do the let's go list all the time because it's got all of your favorite things, but you've got that oh no list in case you need to fall back on it. That's going to help feeling defeated when you wake up. If you're defeated and you skip your routine completely, it's going to be harder to do it tomorrow. If you skip it tomorrow, it's going to be even harder to do it the next day and even harder to do it the next week. And all of a sudden, you don't have a routine anymore. So that can be a tip that helps with that. And then the last suggestion is just to switch things up. So you might have an idea of the perfect time to do something, but if you can't do it at that time, maybe move it around. When I first decided I wanted to do the dog walks, I wanted to do them in the afternoon. But I work part-time in a clinic. Some days I work from home. Some days I don't get home until 6.45 and I have to rush to make dinner. If I wanted to do a dog walk at the same time every day, my mornings were much more stable. And so I made myself get out of bed a little bit earlier. And again, I made myself get up 10 minutes earlier in the beginning to get it in. And I actually found that I loved walking in the morning, partially because I'm antisocial and no neighbors are out at that time and I can just listen to my audiobook. But just try switching things around. Even if you always work out in the morning, maybe you can work out in the afternoon. Maybe you normally do your journal in the evening, but you have the type of job where you could do a gratitude journal while you eat lunch. Try and move things around to find the best time and then build your schedule around that time. Now, if timing is not an issue, but motivation is, this happens to me as well. So I've got three more tips that might help this area. The first one is going to sound silly, but make sure your routine is something you actually like doing. Especially if this is the first routine you're starting, don't have it be something you don't like. You're not going to build momentum that way, and then the routine won't work for you. So I'm not a big yoga person. I do it every now and then, and it does feel good sometimes when my body is tense or I'm anxious. But if it was my routine to get up and do yoga every single day, there's no way I'd follow through. 
This also applies to whatever you're doing in your routine. So maybe you love the idea of journaling, but the journal you're doing is not working for you. If the activities feel stale, freshen them up. For example, journaling is a part of my routine, but I notice that I get tired of using a journal after about a month, and so I need to cycle through and always have new journals I'm putting into the rotation so I don't get tired of any of them. My second recommendation is have an accountability partner. If you're finding it to stay, if you are finding it difficult to stay accountable on your own, see if you have a friend who can help. This doesn't have to be someone that you meet up with face to face, just someone that you know really well who will actually hold you accountable. When I was trying to get fitness into my routine, I had my friend Ashley hold me accountable. So at the beginning of the week, I would tell her, okay, Ashley, I'm going to work out on Tuesday and Thursday. And then I had to text her when I finished my workout. If she didn't hear from me by the time she left for work, she knew to text me to make sure I had done it. Having the pressure of knowing that she might text me motivated me enough to get it done every time. And I've now graduated from having an accountability partner. I know she's still there, but my workouts are so set, there's no question that I'm going to miss them. And then my last recommendation is to get yourself something fun. A little treat yourself moment, if you will. Now, do you need to go out and buy something new for a routine? Absolutely not. But does it feel really good to go ahead and do that sometimes? Yes, yes, it does. So even if you have journals, if you want journaling to be part of your routine, go ahead and buy yourself a brand new journal and some fancy pens. Even if you do have shorts and t-shirts, sometimes a matching workout set feels so much better. Get yourself a new coffee mug that you're going to use. Get a new candle that you're going to burn. Just get yourself something that is new and can only be used when you do the routine and see if that helps increase your motivation. Now, if it's not the timing and it's not the motivation, maybe it's the organization. And organization is an area that I struggle with. This first Tip, it's going to sound a little silly, but stick with me. Have a vision for why you're doing your routine. Do you know why you're doing your routine? Are you doing it because you actually think it's going to impact your life? Or are you doing it because you've seen enough girls on Instagram show their aesthetic routine and you think that that is what you're supposed to be doing? If your answer is the second one, your routine is probably not going to work because you're chasing something that might not actually exist. So, for example, you'll see me share about my routines a lot on social media, and I talk about how much they help me. Do my routines make me feel less anxious? Yes. Does it eliminate the fact that I have an anxiety disorder? No, of course not. No amount of routine is going to eliminate that for me. So even the most put-together person has things going on behind the scene that you might not see in that one video. So if your motivation is just what you see other people doing, let's twist it. Think about what would actually enhance your life. What are practices that you can see actually making you feel better? Which are ones that you think wouldn't add to your life at the end of the day? If you're not really sure, try a couple of different things and do them for a couple of weeks. See which ones you actually look forward to. I've used this example a couple times, but meditating is not for me. It's supposed to be a great way to manage anxiety, but it just doesn't work for me. When I make my routine, I don't see a lot of value in the practice so I don't put it in my plan. If your head is all over the place, then your mind is not organized. If your mind is not organized, it's going to be harder for you to see why you're doing something on the days that you're exhausted and don't want to do it. So the first organization tip is to actually organize your own thoughts. You should be able to say, I'm doing X, Y, and Z in my routine, and it's going to help me in 
A, B, and C areas. We want to be able to draw those lines. The second idea is a checklist. Now, the term checklist could mean a couple of things. We can be talking about a checklist of every activity you want to do during your routine, and you might love checking it off as you do each activity, or it can be for part of your routine. For example, I haven't been in a physical gym since before the pandemic. I don't see myself going back. I did try Beachbody. It didn't work for me very well. I just didn't love the company. So I started trying a bunch of YouTube channels, and there's some really good people out there. But I never knew what video I was supposed to do, or I would put a shuffle list on and one workout would be a beginner one, which is where I'm at. The next one is advanced and I can't keep up. So I finally started doing some research and I found Lindsay with Nourish Move Love. I've never talked to Lindsay before. I just also wanted to plug this because it's worked really well for me. She has these workout calendars on her blog. So it plans out your workouts uh, for 14 days, for 30 days. She might have ones that are even longer. And this has been perfect for me. I actually am recording on my laptop right now and I can see my beginner challenge PDF calendar on my desktop. I can click it, open up the next video, and I know that it was designed for someone on my fitness level. And in terms of following through with the routine, the fact that I could open that right now and I could see the workout I'm going to do on Friday, next Monday, next Wednesday, next Friday, makes me that much more likely to wake up and follow through because I know what's happening. So that's been really helpful. The last one is organizing the materials. The routine I am currently working on is my skincare routine. I'm really good at putting my makeup on in the morning, really bad at taking it back off at night, and that leads to a ton of breakouts. Part of the reason why I don't take my makeup off at night is because the area on my bathroom counter that has all of my skincare products is super disorganized. I have the face wash, the moisturizer, the makeup remover, the eye cream, but I also had packets of skincare masks, other moisturizers I wasn't using, a facial scrub I hadn't touched in weeks, hair products, hair ties, hair clips, Glasses, lipstick, Q-tip, nail polish, everything else you could think of was over there. It was so cluttered that it had become adversive. I would take my toothbrush and brush my teeth at a different sink because I was so overwhelmed. I know that this is logical to most people, but because I struggle with organization, I just avoided that area until I finally realized that was what was prohibiting me from washing my face. So I went through, I threw away old products, cleaned out junk, actually cleaned the container that everything is in, and I have a clean, easy-to-use system. I wouldn't say I am the best person at fully washing my face every night, but I'm doing it a lot more often, and that organization was key for me. So I know I threw a ton at you in this podcast, so we're going to try something new, and I would love to hear if you guys like it. We're going to end with a recap. We talked about the three big reasons why people don't follow through on their routines, and then I had three suggestions for each reason. So for you, if it was that you didn't have time to do your routine, you're going to try and start small and build up, or you're going to try and make a let's go and an oh no list, or you're going to try moving the time of your routine around. If it was more the motivation that was making it tough, you're going to try finding things you really want to do, finding yourself an accountability partner, or treating yourself to new supplies. And if it was more of an organization issue, you're going to get clear on your vision of why you're doing the routine. You're going to get yourself a checklist or you're going to organize the actual supplies. I'm hoping that one of these tips might help. You heard me load a lot of real life examples in here. So again, even though I'm a routine loving girl, 
I'm struggling with my own routines just as much as anybody else. In the next episode, I'm going to share exactly what I do in my morning routine, and I'll be sharing a ton in my stories on Instagram, as well as making reels. I'm trying to get my routine set up now, so when my job gets really unpredictable again in the fall, I already have everything in place, and I'll follow it through no matter what. If you use any of these tips, please let me know, and I hope we all who want routines can make ones that we love. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.